This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Genius Brain. I am your host, Joe Jitsukawa. And I'm your host, David So. And we have a very special someone today by the name of Bart Kwan. Hello. I don't (laughs) even know who this person is. No, just kidding. I'm brand new to this show. It's my first time. You know, originally when we wanted to do a podcast, it was like a few years ago. And we were thinking about it as being us three. Remember? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And it was just too hard to schedule. It was, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it became really difficult. We all kind of went off and made our own little podcast. It too. was because we also had Go For Broke at the time. True. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were trying to do Go For Broke and then try to do the podcast. It was JK News podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also had way more articles that we were doing at JK News at the t- same time. So Impossible. It was damn near impossible. Yeah. But... <laughs> You're only out here just for one thing, dude. For one you reason. Need, you only. need to explain to me what the fuck the peacemakers are, dude. If you guys don't know what the peacemakers or the peacekeepers are, you need peacemakers, to go back. Peacemakers. Yeah, it's peacemakers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck cares, dude? That's the same you need to go back shit. to the episode of me and David. It was, I think it's called like Revenge of the Joe or some shit yeah. like that. But um, I'm I'm telling David this story of when I first kind of became friends with Bart. And then we would we would do MMA together and all that stuff. And he told me he was a part of this group called the Peacemakers. <laughs> Talk, so, and then the Peacemakers is a group that fights for justice. So I texted Bart. And Bart out of nowhere because people were making this Peacemakers reference to him yeah. like, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And he goes, who told you about this? Yeah, I started seeing it all over the place, all over the comments. And I'm like, Peacemakers? I'm like, how do people know about this? This is crazy. Well, I, I fucking let the cat out the bag, man. Dude, I, I thought it was cool. So the Peacemakers is a group that like goes and goes to parties and you guys act like security, right? Well, this is what I remember. That nobody asked for. And then and then if a fight breaks out, like they fight because it's like you shouldn't be fighting at a party. And then they fucking beat, beat up the guys that started the fight. But it was like their excuse to fight but like for justice and i thought it was the most honorable coolest thing on earth because i i used to like fight for like a gang or like do stupid shit you know yeah i'm like wow you don't have to fight for a gang like you can fight for like security purposes that's tight yeah so how did you okay how did you how did you come up with the peacemakers so uh i didn't even start it my best friend at the time uh, his name was chris he and this one other Japanese dude, they started it. And, and Chris uh, is Korean, by the way. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another Japanese Korean pair. Okay. <laughs> so they started it. And uh, at that time, I just joined the group, too. Uh-huh. Wait, who was a Japanese guy? Was it Ryan? Mike. Oh, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. So, you know, Mike's like the Mike's the social guy. So we had, yeah. we had this buddy. Oh, uh, his okay. name's Mike. And he's the, ki- the type of dude, like, if we go to a club, he'll be like, 
be right back. And he comes back with like eight beers, like one between every single finger. Yeah. You get one, you get, he doesn't even ask people. I'm like, Mike, I'm not even trying to drink tonight. Too bad. And everyone gets a beer. He's that, he's that dude. Was he the Korean guy? No, he's a Japanese. He's Japanese, oh, what? Mike, yeah. But he's super friendly. Like he's the type of dude where like, if you, if you let him borrow like a dollar, he'll let you borrow a hundred bucks. Like he was just yeah. super Damn. nice. So him and Chris, they were good buddies. They linked up. And I think Chris was the one that started it off with, because um, it's based off of a Bible verse, which is like, blessed are the peacemaker or something like children of God or something like that. That's the, that's the toughest thing. So it started off like that. And then they wanted to do like righteous, like noble stuff. And then when I joined the group, that's when I just finished. Uh, I stopped slanging ecstasy. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to like change my life. This is my second senior year in high school. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I really gotta make it right because you don't spend five years in high school, but I was about to, and I joined this group, and I was so I was done like game banging. I was uh, done slanging, and I was I'm gonna join this group and and be friends with them. And then so they included me, and I remember we would meet at this park in uh, Monterey Park called Sequoia. So it's up in the hills. And we would all like smoke cigarettes and like <laughs> brainstorm the things that we should be doing. We're like a bunch of 16, 17 year olds, like brainstorm like, okay, what are different ways that we can like make this group better? And then we're like, oh, we should make pamphlets and like pass it around the neighborhood to like to bring up more membership. And How we- many people contacted you with the pamphlet? Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? So it didn't start off as a fight fight crew right i think i brought that in <laughs> oh my so god it was, dude. it was originally like a like a fraternity or like something you got together and you did community service or what was it so what they got together because like you know how like at mark keppel at the time it was like <laughs> like the cliques are either gangs or like jocks oh, yeah or like uh-huh. like geeks or like asb yeah and then there's a lot of just regular people and they didn't really feel feel like they had a belonging. So like the people that went raving or the people that smoked cigarettes, like there's just a bunch of gray area people. So I think they wanted to create a group that like just gray area people can identify with and just yeah. hang out, <laughs> which is most of the people, like most of the people I knew smoked cigarettes too. So it was like, it was just a group for that. And then, um, and it was just people that like to go <laughs> raving and partying, but they're like, let's try to make it like an honorable way of like raving. So dude, like, that sounds just like a group of crackheads, dude. <laughs> <laughs> let's get together and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, homie. So, yo, we got to keep the peace around here. Hold on. Let me make some pamphlets real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. There's uh, there's definitely elements of like, you know, like, like Friday nights at church. Uh-huh. There's definitely elements of like church. There's elements of barbecuing. There's elements of cigarette oh smoking, God, and then there's definitely elements of like street racing because we'll be like, okay, cool, let's go pass out pamphlets, and we're driving like 90 miles per hour through residential streets with like cars that have like full exhaust and shit, like just driving everywhere. And then uh, when I and then when I joined the group, um, I was like, oh man, like we can't be having like throwing down at school. That's not right. We gotta. If people got beef, they got to be able to like squash the beef in a safe manner. And then so we used to meet before school on this uh, street called Hershey Avenue right next to the school. And when that's when I set up the fight club. And I'm like, oh, you two got beef? We got to settle it on Hershey. And then so we. What if they were just like, we just want to talk it out? Nah, homie. Nah, homie. Nah. And if you don't show up, we're going to fuck you guys up. So you guys got to squash the beef. Like, what's wrong with the peacemakers, man? We're making peace. And then we started having. Uh, I think the it went from people having conflict throwing down 
to people actually setting up fights now. And we would set up fights and there'd be like, like, uh, like give people a different handicap. Well, this guy's way bigger than you. So that guy gets the gloves. And then we would have fights like almost every day. <laughs> so what? Th- okay. So it I'm turned so- into a fight club. It turned into like a fight club on that street. <laughs> I, I just imagine myself as a parent and I have a kid like you. And then I'm asking you what you did. And I sit you down and I was like, you haven't been home in two weeks. What have you been doing? And I want you to be honest with me. Changing the world. And I'll be like, listen, I want you to be honest with me. And (laughs) I've been changing the world, dad. Okay. We're going to, we're going to do this scenario. I'm your parent. Okay. Yeah. This is is what, this is what most parents do. Bart, I know you haven't been in the house for a couple of weeks now. And I, I, I want you to be honest with me, what you've been doing. And trust me, you won't get in trouble. I just want to know where where you've been and what you've been doing. And I guarantee you, I won't yell. I won't get mad. Just let me know what you've been doing. I've been doing something more important than school, and that's changing the world. Which is what? Which is we're getting people together and settling our differences outside of school. We won't get in trouble. How, how, how have you been doing that? That sounds good. Uh, we've been smoking cigarettes at the park. <laughs> And having barbecues. I like how you. That's like one of the. That's like one of the club things to do. It's like let's get together and smoke cigarettes. Like that's. The, it was. I mean, in high school, it's such a hot commodity. That is. Like right? One yeah, person yeah. has the pack, yeah. and everyone bums one, yeah. and then it's fucking gone. And then you're like, "Fuck, who's gonna buy the next one?" It was like. That's true. It was like gold in high school. Yeah. It's to, like jail. <laughs> yeah. I want you to understand the premise of something that you created. You decided that you wanted to clean up your life. Stop getting into fights. Stop drugs. Mm-hmm. So instead, you just decided to create a group <laughs> in order to fight people to get people to stop fighting. Yeah, and then the group is- based off a Bible verse. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time though. Like we had, we started throwing parties all the time. People to would beat come people up. up. No, and then I would relapse, and so I started selling ecstasy at the parties again. I'm like, fuck, I fucked up. And then when I was on, I remember this one time where uh, I was. I was selling and then I started getting on ecstasy and then one of my homie's older brother's friends, he uh-huh. found out he had ecstasy and then so I was, he wanted some. So I gave him some. And I remember like I was at the Chris's house and I was just rolling. And I was like, man, I gotta really got to stop this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I just couldn't stop. I was like, either I'm taking it, I'm selling it, I'm selling it, I'm taking it. I'm like, man. When you when you were doing E, what was what was like your main driving reason for it? Because you seem to have done it in excess compared to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like my favorite. Like once I got my hands on it, like, <laughs> that was the shit. This is the shit. I think it just it, there's a sense of euphoria that you feel and the sense of connection. Like you can meet anybody off the street and you guys become best friends out of you're nowhere. Like family. Yeah, yeah. You become you turn into family yeah, out of like, nowhere. You know, one of one of my friends growing up, he he started doing E super young, right? And yeah. he was just he was just like hardcore into raves. Yeah. But he's very um I wanna say he's my friend now, but I actually saw him in Sacramento not too long ago. And he's kind of, um, and, and it started. He started behaving this way after he started tapering off when he was like twenty. But his, like, emotionally, he's kind of like very blank. You know, you know what I mean. I don't know oh, what I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, like yeah. he did to him. I'm not sure if it was E. When did remember, you When did you meet? Uh, when did you see him again? Was it like a year or two after? I don't know when he stopped. But then I, he was friends from like fourteen all the way till high school. Uh, he didn't go to my school. I actually met him through church. Fucking, yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> I met through church, but I met him when. Um, in his 20s. And mm-hmm. then when I met him again, he was just like, he didn't, he couldn't emote. That's possible. I remember yeah. uh, 
Like probably for three years after I quit, I was probably in extreme depression. Like you're just super melancholy because I think mm. you fried all of your serotonin receptors. Yeah. To the point where like if my mom bought me a brand new car or if like I won the lottery or anything, I would just be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, what E does is <clears throat> there's this chemical in your brain called serotonin yeah and that's supposed to be the happy chemical mm. so anytime you feel joy you get excited you feel happy toward anything that's, that's the serotonin <clears throat> so what it does is it gives you like an overdose of serotonin so then your body's like highly sensitive to everything makes you happy and positive and all that but what ends up happening is like your body can produce only so much and it depletes and yeah. then your body gets used to this normal rate of high intense serotonin. So like when you when you don't have the E in your body or whatever, your body's relying on that to create that feeling. And when you don't have it, you crash hard. So it's like a caffeine. You know, like oh. when you drink a lot of caffeine, you're on this high and then you have this crash, right? Because your body's so used to that energy. Then it's like, oh, fuck, where did it go? Yeah, it's like when you eat chocolate. And you know, Coke tastes like water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that. It's like once you've experienced that, then any other technically quote unquote happy stimulus doesn't really make you happy. Yeah. But I mean, it's possible that you can regain back that balance. It just takes time to recover. It took me like probably three years. Yeah. A good three years. Damn, that's a long fucking time, dude. Yeah. Did you just feel weird? Like you just didn't feel like yourself? Um. Well, at that time when I graduated high school, I thought it was just like, oh, I'm turning into an adult. So I didn't even... And, Back then, oh, like you mental, couldn't even connect it. Yeah, mental health Damn. wasn't really a thing, so I just thought like, oh wait, I'm turning into a boring fuck like my dad. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's just hey, that. Old. Probably was your Shit. saving grace then, if you think about it, that you were able to rationalize it as you just becoming an adult versus you, uh, kind of pinning the reason why you are the way you are on this drug. Because you know, when you're young, you mentally you're very weak. Yeah, and if you could find a reason to blame. Yeah. Your current state and how you're at with from a product, yeah. I felt like that probably would have fucked you up, but that might have been your saving grace. It could have been just by me being ignorant to yeah. it, like not knowing that it fried my brain. So I was just like, oh, I'm turning into a boring adult. Then when, when did you start feeling like, oh shit, like I'm happy again? Um, I think uh, I think once I started like uh, like doing MMA, hanging out with Joe and like having friends and then like getting well, that back was, into like, school. that was like in college, right? Yeah, yeah. Like getting back yeah. into it yeah. after like my first two or three years of college. I think finally I was like starting to feel happiness again. I didn't hang out with this guy until like I was 19 or something. Mm. So Damn, you guys go way, way back. So in no, high maybe school. Maybe like even 23 maybe. No, 21 or 22. Really? Well, I think I met you because that's when I, we did Shume and stuff. 19, oh, 20. Yeah. So shit. I. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. So when we, we started JK at 23. Oh, yeah. The DVD said 2005. Yeah. So <laughs> so we have this fight DVD. Bart's okay. talking about we used to be a part. So so going back in history <laughs> during all of this, when when what Bart was going through, I didn't know him, but we I knew the people that he's talking about because I went to raves with them or whatever. Like I I knew this like I knew Mike, I knew Chris, um, but I was getting deeper into like gang shit. Yeah. So while he was trying to better his himself and and, and wait, did you go to the military yet? I went to the military in 2003. So after that, you graduated, you went to the military. Yeah. Right? So I went the other way and um, got into worse crimes, worse, oh. bigger drug deals, things like that. And then a bunch of my friends um, went to jail. I mean, you know yeah. you know some of them. Some of them we do business with yeah. and all that. Um, legal, <clears throat> legal business with. 
legal business yeah. with yeah yeah <laughs> i mean well he actually came out with it so it's it's basically jeremy okay. so like oh, a lot awesome. of yeah, okay. yeah yeah so a lot of us went went uh and then that was like a big shot like oh shit like shit is real yeah um you know there was a drive-by in front of our friend's house like and as i was going to my friend's house you know that guy got killed and then if i was there five minutes earlier in the front door in the patio i would have been i would have been shot at too that's just fucking crazy yeah so so reality kind of hit me and then that's when i was like all right time to kind of like be better i guess yeah but that's when i met these guys and then same guy chris like i think i think he had a lot of passion in trying to i guess rehabilitate or or change the world you know and, and then i think just hanging out with these guys i was like oh there is a different option out yeah. there you know and and you can still enjoy bad things but you can be kind of good in a good way we can still smoke cigarettes yeah we can still fight <laughs> smoke cigarettes and whatever but that's that's when he invited me to go to the mma gym and then that's when i when i met this dude and and we were like 18 nine, no 19 maybe 19 or 20 P-U-R-P-L-E, we talking about purple, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Purple, my friends. If you, let me tell you something. If you don't know about purple, then number one, you must be out of your mind because I love my purple mattress, not even as a joke. I'm for realsy, for realsy because it definitely solved the problem that I had before when I had my other mattresses. Like number one. For some reason, all my other mattresses, they would make me hot. Hot as heck, my friends. And I'm telling you right now, Purple somehow manages to always stay cool. There's some kind of technology in there. And I will tell you what, I bet you didn't know this, that Purple was actually created by a rocket scientist. I'm talking about their science behind this. There's science to making a mattress somehow soft yet firm at the same time. We're talking about the story of porridge, my friends. Is the porridge too hot? Is the porridge too cold? Guess what? No, it's Purple, baby. That's what's up. So check this out. <laughs> you are going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress that's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. The yeah. Peacemakers is technically it's it's still in on brand with how JK Films is though. You know, it's like teaching good things. No, teaching good things. Now, I wasn't way. around during the Peacekeeper thing yeah. though, but he would he would tell me about the times when you guys would go to the parties and you would fight and and then I was like yeah, that was dope. yeah. It's so- <laughs> There's this fucking DVD clip that this will we, we would over like today. go to like frat uh like frat parties and clubs and stuff and look at people that look like they could be belligerent and troublemakers, and then we would start shit with them first <laughs> to get into a fight. <laughs> we're like, look at that fool. They, you're not a peacemaker. They start the fight. I know. They start the fight. I know, but in our mind, we're like, oh, look at that fool. That fool looks like he's trying to start some shit. <laughs> then we would go and start shit with that didn't, fool. Didn't someone like break a bottle on someone's head and and had to like leave the whole party? Yeah, but that wasn't uh that wasn't peacemaker. I wasn't a peacemaker event. Oh, okay. Because I was, uh, I was like, that is not peacemaker behavior. Would you bro. mean a peacemaker event? <laughs> no. So like, uh, we would just hang out. So like, me, we uh, that that particular event, we were, went to a Fourth of July block party in <laughs> okay. Temple City, and it was Chris's older brother. He was in like a Cal State LA 
type of like Asian union club. Yeah. So he got invited to this big ass block party on the street. It's one of those where like people's grills are on their front lawn. Like everyone's partying in this cul-de-sac. And then so the peacemakers go there, you know, trying to get more members and stuff. And then I remember we're just hanging so out there. You guys had recruiting, dude. We're trying to always talk to people. At a family block party. You are a fucking <laughs> asshole, dude. So we're we're playing. Um, we're playing. Uh, I mean, we're lighting fireworks. Uh-huh. And then I was just drinking. And then my, my go-to rule is after I empty my first bottle, that's always my weapon. So I yeah. put that in my pocket. So my empty Corona. And then my second one, I throw away. But I always have something just in case shit happens because I got to keep the peace. And then... Um, <laughs> Uh, there's this dude, this one the random dude kept lighting these fireworks and throwing at my homie Chris. And it would go and explode behind him. <laughs> what and, a and fucker. The, and then Chris would turn around. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then so I, I went to him. I'm like, hey, can you stop doing that? And he goes, who the fuck are you? And then when people like step to Uh-oh. you, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can you please stop doing that? He goes, or what? And I was just like... Ooh. I have one of these guys. So I went, oh, so it was boom. you. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> so it was you. you, why'd, you why'd you act like you didn't know who it was? It was you, you fuck face. <laughs> I fucking smashed it on his head. And then that fool dropped to the ground. And then it just. All hell broke loose. Yeah, people just started socking people out of fucking nowhere. And then people were like, what the fuck's happening? And then we're like, peace, my girls. And then we bounced. <laughs> you just started shit. You're the one that started shit. Probably three people died that day. As somebody yelled, "Who the fuck are the peacemakers?" <laughs> I know. And why was there no peace at this party? We were dumb. It was dude. a family event. We were dumb. We, That's a block party. That's a family block party. I know. We. I don't know. We were really dumb. It made sense at the time what we're trying to do. But <laughs> who did you know at the family the block party? My so our my best friend's older brother. Uh, he in his club. Someone lived there. Oh, so I mean, everyone was like. Probably 19, 20, 25. Like, everyone was older. Damn, that shit escalated, dude. He was like, what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, simple. <laughs> yeah. And then you just smash his bottle. But when you're 19 and someone tells you that, it's like, oh, now I have to do yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, coming from our our generation, like, like when it was, like, gang. That's when, we look, when I look at these comments and I just see people bickering back and forth. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Just go duke it out. Yeah, because back in our day, it was... People, you, they probably only step to each other once or twice, yeah, and it's it. just full fucking blown. Yeah. Yeah, people don't really, like, talk that much. Yeah, if, if I knew someone could fuck my ass up, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I try not to dislike somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, if I, because I know if I dislike this guy, I'm going to have to fight him. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep the peace. Fuck this. <laughs> that's a peacemaker, yeah, dude. Yeah, you, yeah. on the other hand, somebody different. Well, that's different if you, if you. I don't know. It's it's different. Like especially if you're getting bullied, right? He was trying to burn my friend. <laughs> it was a little fireworks. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird though. Like when you're younger and you think about it in retrospect, I think as an adult, if somebody did that, you just what the fuck? I just walk away, you know. But when you're younger, every it's an ego check. Yeah, it's it like, is. Oh shit, this guy's trying to test my. He's gonna make me look like a bitch in front of all these people. Yeah. So I gotta fuck him up. And that's like the first thing that pops in your head. You know how stupid we were, dude. There's uh, some nights we get together. It's like Friday night. We don't know what to do. So we're like, hey, maybe we should try to figure out if there's like some crime we can solve. Oh my God. So we'll dude. start like texting everybody. <laughs> we'll start like texting people and we'll just go down on our list. We'll just sit there. I'm like, yo, uh, anything bad happened? Anyone, any, anything got, uh, anything get jacked or whatever? And I remember this one time, we barely knew this girl, but it was like, like, a friend's like Tong Sang's Tong Sang. Yeah. And I think we word got out that her boyfriend like 
sexually assaulted her or something. We don't even know if it, we just jumped on it. We're like, where is this in Fullerton? All right. So we roll like <laughs> oh five cars. God, deep. This dude. seems like a job for the peacemakers. <laughs> like, you didn't get the full story, Bart. It doesn't matter. We, we yeah, we, we <laughs> drove five cars deep and then we jumped these two brothers. And then later on, I've, I found out that, um, I don't even know if, it was true that she got raped or not. It was. It could have oh. just been she was lying. So these two dudes just got beat up for no reason. I think so. And they were going to it's, fucking their fucking praise band worship and <laughs> kick their ass. I don't. I mean, I don't really know, but it was just we would just be like, "Hey, is oh everything God. okay?" And we just try to like fish out some crime through our our phones. They're just guilty. There's no judgment. You are it's a just fucking man. If there's you an accusation, dumb, I thought the E was supposed to make you happy, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what happens when you quit E. Yeah. <laughs> I need some type of excitement. Let's just start beating up innocent people. You're a fucking maniac. It's time for the peacemakers. Dude, yeah. you, wrong fucking name. Your name should be looking for trouble. <laughs> I know. It was dumb, man. We we're so That's stupid. That's so funny. It's like they, they figure out a way to justify because they still want to get into action, but they yeah. want to be like, they want to not feel guilty about it. There are definitely some people who just like fighting, though. Like yeah. people yeah. just thrive yeah, 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 off yeah, of yeah. fucking fighting and i don't know what it is like that makes me i wonder if it's like an environment thing people who are you i around. never liked fighting but i always got into some i just saw a clip of you fucking need a shit out of somebody's face but you. i don't like fighting <laughs> dude so this is dvd clip just to bring it back to that of the, are so, we gonna watch it oh uh, we can't watch it on okay here. okay but there's <laughs> maybe you could put b-roll over or something we'll show you we'll put b-roll on the clip here but there's literally a video of just Bart and Joe with these fucking helmets on at this karate MMA place just going buck wild on people, dude. You guys are fucking – number one. So there's a <laughs> clip of him beating up one of his friends. I'm talking about Bart gets side mount and he just starts pummeling this fool's face multiple times. All you hear is pop, 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 pop. Then you fucking full mount him and then you start elbowing him in the fucking face. I know. I felt bad. It was because – uh. Earlier that day, I fought this other dude named Ash. Yeah. And um, I didn't fight smart. I fought emotionally. So I made a lot of mistakes. And I think when I sat back down, I was like, fuck, I can't believe I got fucked up. And then so when I fought my buddy Ryan, I think I ended up taking it all out on him. And I felt so bad. And I think you almost <laughs> killed him. I know. And, and the size difference, like Ryan is like 5'5". Five, five, everybody's like so 100 different. pounds. I think the weirdest thing that <laughs> I, I saw on the DVD was that everybody was not anywhere near the same size or no. weight. And some, <laughs> some guys were fighting girls. Yeah. What the fuck is yeah. <laughs> Our gym's crazy. That shit was insane. There so, was no such thing as weight class at our at our dojo. The guy that you were finding was almost similar size. But all yeah. I saw was you grab the back of his neck and just knee his face to another universe. And then you <laughs> grab his neck again. You need him in the stomach like six times. I didn't make good contact or else he would have been knocked out. But the helmet saved him a lot. That's though. true. Those yeah. things were strong. Those things were pretty strong. Because you guys were punching the shit out of each other's faces. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the place we went to was a full contact, like... MMA martial art place, but it has a huge emphasis in karate and jujitsu. Just to put it in perspective, when they say full contact MMA gym and they're talking about uh, MMA gloves, I'm, it's just a sock. <laughs> it is literally just a tube sock. It's, it's like not, a yeah. sock with like a maxi pattern. Yeah, <laughs> it's really thin. It does nothing. Dude. Yeah. When you were uh, 
uh, fighting that dude Ash, one of your shit came off. Yeah, yeah. It just flew right off. What kind of shit is that? It's not even MMA glove. During our training, so many times the whole thing would just rotate all the way around. Yeah. And by the time you're done, like the glove's not even on your hand. Or what it would do is it'll go all, it'll hike up all the way to your hand, and your knuckles are exposed. So I still have scars till this day because. It, the mask it's like a cheese grater so like the ma- it's like a plastic mask and oh, then the holes there's holes like for breathing but it literally looks like a cheese grater so like when you're punching it and your hand scrapes it 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 basically peels the skin out yeah. that shit was fucking sad how did you guys find that how, find that place i don't well i got invited by our buddy oh you got invited by chris yeah, that's how oh. I that's how I learned about it because he was like, "Oh, do you like karate and stuff?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I did as a kid, and I want to get back into it." So he invited me, and then you know, Sensei was cool as hell. Our 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 um, Sensei at the time was uh, like in his 30s. He was young. He was yeah. like, so it was like it didn't feel like, oh, this is like lame and old. Like this guy's cool, you know. The- and then um, we all trained together, and I was like, hell yeah, this ain't fake karate. Like everyone gets to fight here. Yeah, I thought and we then, yeah. arrived at it. Uh- I thought you found your own way there. No, no, it was oh. he. He was he was recruiting, man. Like he was trying to get people to go. So I went, and um, I just loved it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Because like most karate is not full contact; it's yeah. soft contact, and there's a lot of emphasis on like kata or forms. Yeah, and um, this is just straight brawler style. Yeah, like this is a hard knockdown style karate. And well, well, MMA, right? Because yeah, there was ground game. There was we, everything. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. learn everything. But our sensei, his background is like, it's like a Kyokushin style karate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he did Taekwondo. He's got like black belts and like three, four martial arts. He did jujitsu, judo, like, and then he created his own style of MMA. We, uh, me and Chris found it because we used to go up and down the street challenging dojos. So we would go, we would what go. What is wrong with you? How, why would you just start challenging? They dojas? think it's ancient China. No, <laughs> we, 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 we wanted to see like a legit place. So we go to a place and it would say like, I don't know, like whatever karate or taekwondo or kung fu yeah. or whatever. And we'd be like, hey, can we fight one of your black belts? And then most of the place would be like, no, I'm like, okay, cool. We're not going to train here. And then uh, we knew this place was the place because uh, we're like, hey, sensei. Uh, oh no, we went there and we're like, can we fight one of your black belts? And he goes, uh, how about this? I'll do you better. And then they played, he played one of. The belt tests mm-hmm. he goes this is how we belt test and he just played on the the tv and then me and chris looked at it we're like oh fuck this place is legit and then, so we just signed up right then and there and keep in mind too back then mma existed like ufc all that existed but it was really difficult to find like a yes. gym that's, that's what we're trying to look by. for that's yeah. what we're trying to look for yeah it's either it's the the closest thing you got was kickboxing or muay thai but even some of the because during that time, too, well, I, this is definitely. So, we'll see, when did I go to Riverside? That was what, 06? 05, 06? Around there? So, we were, we were training in like 2004. Five, so, around the same time. Like that, yeah, so, yeah. like, even the kickboxing that I took, there, was, there wasn't just enough knowledge, right? So, anybody, yeah. it was during, because every martial art had a weird time where when it was bustling and it was doing really well, the credentials really weren't there. So yeah. anybody could say that they were this degree, this type of black belt. So even the Muay Thai gym I went to sucked. And yeah. I wouldn't have known until I started taking Muay Thai again. Yeah. And everything was all fucked up. And I was like, okay, so that motherfucker took my money. <laughs> you know, mm. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. Because all I did was take it for word. He goes, oh, I, I, you know, I trained in Thailand, did, did all this other shit. And you don't know what that means. You're you, just you, like, you just oh, don't shit, know what Thailand? It, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. then you kind of learn all this other stuff. And really what I learned was cardio kickboxing. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and then, you know, we, I started training with Nick and I was like, oh, 
I don't know anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I did. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. But it wasn't. It was so different. And it's weird because when I was watching you guys uh, fight, um, I was kind of surprised how st- you guys were standing so straight up. So I don't understand what... Because you said he was a karate... But is Kyokushin more... Yeah, I mean, it, if you watch Kyokushin fights, like it's just two guys that kind of walk up to each other and, and they square sport. up and start throwing. <clears throat> um, it's just also, we weren't that good in general. So he taught us some stuff that were real, but it's just, I think, being that young and like learning so slow and not knowing yeah. a lot of shit, like we were making a lot of horrible mistakes. Mm. Yeah, because so we were yeah. white belts at... Uh, at his school, like at that level. Oh, okay. So, Damn, um, that's what white belts do. White belts, you're not even allowed to spar in Taekwondo. Yeah, no, that was the white belt. And then uh, the yeah. two, the two brown belts that were there, they fought in King of the Cage. So they were pro. Yeah. So like whatever a system that Sensei taught him was good enough for them to fight and, in King of the Cage. Yeah, the, the brown time. belts look good. Yeah, oh. they did Muay Thai fights at the Valdez, like Muay that's Thai. That's kind of that excessive because yeah. I know, like in even when we did Taekwondo, and we in our place too, we had a couple of people that went to the olympics so they even when you're a white belt you're not even allowed to spar yeah like you're mm. just taught technique and a lot of yeah i mean same over. with me now i do shotokan karate yeah um and unless you're a brown belt and above you can't even spar yeah but the type of sparring too it's like it's 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 so there's, there's a difference between soft contact or no contact yeah and then knockdown or full contact yeah right so like most sparring in the soft contact it's like point fighting so once you tag you're not trying to kick the living shit out of your partner right you're just trying to snap it real quick but you're supposed to have control yeah and then that's a point and then they there's a lot of i think it's more subjective right because you know like let's say i mean you're obviously bigger than me right so like it, it might take me more you know hits to get you down but technically in the sport if i if i make a point that's considered a knockout Oh, and then you move on. Then right, but then in, in reality, <laughs> so that's where Kyokushin came to be. Masoyama, he he studied Shotokan karate. And when he watched that, he was like, man, this is not like it's not practical. Yeah. yeah, he's like, the only way to test your skill is to really fight. So then that's where this philosophy came to be. And then so like the in a knockdown style karate, you you have it's like it's like boxing, right? You either get knocked out or you don't. Mm. And then you do get points, but they look at like the the damage, the hits. Did you protect yourself? All this stuff. I like. I I think that's one of the bigger reasons why the taekwondo place that I went to when I was a kid went under because a lot of our stuff. Because I saw Olympic taekwondo, like how it evolved, and it was just like it's like touch butt to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ba- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. in our taekwondo shit, we would beat the shit out of each other. It yeah. was like kicks for kicks for kicks. People would get heel kicked in the face. Oh, People shit. got side kicked. Like my. My first time I ever sparred when I was a little kid, I just remember I just socked the kid in the face. I got in trouble for that. But there was times where like I was allowed, I, I once backstraked the kid, a kid so hard in the stomach he threw up. But that was normal. <laughs> oh, you know, we, we, it wasn't like you get to tap and you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you sidekick somebody, it hurt. Yeah. But we had the shield and everything. Yeah. Oh. We had the body with the, shield. With the red dots on it. Yeah. So we had the body shield and stuff. Yeah. But then we had full on contact. We were allowed to go ham. We just couldn't use our hands. I see. There's um, video, like, I mean, there's footage on YouTube. You could see old school Taekwondo versus new school. Yeah. And what you're talking about, it's like, you'll see the difference in, mm. in how softer it's become. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I think that's why I understand why maybe our place didn't do as well as some of the other dojos. It's yeah. too hardcore. It was way too hardcore because we would do our our pumses right, and if it was off, he had that bamboo kendo stick, and he would hit us. Pop, 
But, that's too old school. Yeah, so that's how he did it. But then everybody in our team kicked ass at these tournaments, though. Yeah. We would fuck people up. While they're crying inside. Yeah, because we, <laughs> <laughs> we're all crying. But we would fuck people up. I, I think it's just because of how strict he was. Yeah. He was so fucking strict. But, I mean, there was a lot of bad people in class. But I, I, when we saw the level of competition that we would face, we just were a lot better. We would get kicked, our ass kicked just when we were trained, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, this was pretty hardcore. I think it, there's a similar belt testing in Kyokushin, but the only way to rank up is to do full contact fights. Hmm. So the video that you watched is our, te- our belt testing. So in our school, it was like you get white belt and then there's like five stripes yeah. Right? Was it five stripes or something? I think it was like three. Oh, three stripes. Yeah. yeah. And then you get brown belt. Yeah. So each stripe represents an opponent. Mm. So they let's say you're doing your first stripe st- testing. You just have to last three minutes with them yeah. and you can't be submitted or else you, you don't get your stripe, right? Yeah. And then so for your second stripe, it's two consecutive. So yeah. like three minute round and then you break and then three minute round. Yeah. And then for three, so on. But then for your brown belt, I think it's five consecutive mm. and then for your black belt i think it's 10 yeah it's 10 straight people yeah what the fight back to back to back and yeah. and that's basically kyokushin karate testing rules too i think it's 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 like each rank it's consecutive fights so by the time you hit black belt i think it's uh you have 10 opponents that are they're supposed to be fresh opponents and then it's back to back that's fucking crazy so yeah. when you guys met each other at the at mma thing were you guys like instant friends is that one of those things where it clicked or did you guys develop a relationship over time? I think it developed yeah. over time. Well, I mean, we were all friends. Because you were connected but, through one person. Yeah. And we yeah. would all hang out. Like afterwards, we'd go eat at like JJ's or something. Or yeah. Get JJ's. Yeah. <laughs> there was another one actually, old school uh, one that we used to go to. I think it's called Sunday Cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. That they turned into Sunday Bistro. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it was like, it was on Atlantic and they tore down that place and then they moved. But like we used to have, there used to be even more cafes in there than there yeah. are now in the Is JJ Park. still around? Yeah. 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 Still okay. Around. We haven't been there JJ's. in a long time. Yeah. They're kind of, I'm not sure. Because before that, I remember Vince went there and he told me that they're kind of pricey. What? So what? I was wondering if they were still around. Because that shit used to be our, our cheap, quick bite. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe because they upgraded, they think they're bougie now. Yeah. Or maybe just everybody else is getting more expensive. Yeah. But when you guys had that whole, so, wait, do you guys still hang out with the people that you hung out with before that you met together with then? Um, I just started just hanging some, out with yeah. uh, Ryan now. Ryan again. Oh, that's right. Ryan yeah. is a fascinating character. Yeah. Ryan is a fire... That fool's tough as fucking nails, dude. Yeah, he's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, this little Bart, he brought this guy Ryan over uh, to, to train with us. And there's this really funny fucking moment where... <laughs> So everybody has shin guards, but nobody. But Ryan doesn't have shin guards, and the one rule was: hey, if you don't have a shin guard, no fucking kicks. But you see, just Ryan just kicking the shit out of people. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And so Nick had to put it on him a little bit. He yeah. goes, okay, well, we have to fuck this guy up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. No, he was he, piecing he him up. He made it. He made it to brown belt. I yeah. think yeah. he was. He was about to be brown belt. Oh, he was about to be. He's fucking tough, dude. No, he's a tough dude. Even watching him spar you, he was. Getting his ass beat, but he was still in it. Yeah, he's he's an adrenaline junkie. Oh, yeah. I mean, like he's done a couple tours in Iraq. He's a marine. Like, oh, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, he's you know oh, he's a sheriff. Sense, like he put he specifically looked to patrol the the, like the worst, worst neighborhoods. Yeah, why? Yeah, because I don't know. I think I think he is, went think. he went to Compton and he did a ride along there and he was like, oh, I like this. And then so he was started dropping n bombs everywhere. <laughs> 
let's start some shit. No. No, he's he's, he's like, yeah, he says that because of his size, like he has to be smart in the way that he polices because he's he's like five four. This guy, mm. he's not big, you know, like um, and and, you know, he, he just says that there's a lot of mental gymnastics, like a lot of politics and, and, and just outsmarting his, you know, guys and stuff like that, because he's like, there's no way he can intimidate them. I think it's smart for people. I think all cops should learn some form of jujitsu and oh, I think, yeah i think they should at least get up to a high level blue belt i think all chicks should oh yeah just that's like a good self-defense measure because yeah. it can neutralize size it can neutralize strength yeah and unlike striking where there's like there's a lot of chance like even if i fought mike tyson i could just close my eyes and randomly knock him out there's yeah. a possibility but in jujitsu it's such a chess match that it's it's almost impossible to have a lucky submission. Because yeah, if you yeah. went for a submission, that means you actually went for it and you set that up. You can't get like a lucky Kimura on someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things because I'm so surprised when I watch, you know, we watch videos of police officers trying to take down a subject. Yeah. But they can't do it. It's like, dude, if, if they just took like a year or two of jujitsu, yeah. how fast would they be able to neutralize this person? Way like, easily, yeah. Way easier. Yeah. All the cops in Japan know uh, jujitsu, judo, same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. There's videos of them like so a lot of them look you know you know They're cops tiny, in Asia yeah. they look they look like you could fuck them up yeah right and then there was this like um, big six foot black guy yeah. like that was like I think he was like on he was drunk or something mm-hmm. right and then and then it, it it was like you know that show cops yep but it was like in Japan mm-hmm. and you just see like. 10 Japanese cops like like trying to surround him and this guy's like he's grabbing like you know things from a construction like uh uh like thing throwing it at them like they're outdoors like Godzilla did them and shit yeah, what the yeah. fuck he was like he was like he was like fucking launching fists like it was like oh shit what are we gonna do right and then so one cop kind of like distracted him and then the other guy just went down and tackled his legs and then like busted some judo shit got him on the ground and they all piled on top of him like a bunch of ants what the yeah fuck? that's crazy I know <laughs> I always uh, yeah it's just weird because. Yeah, self-defense too. I think a lot of people don't find it um, like it's necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I think like when you're caught in like these weird situations, you just never fucking know. Well, it depends on like your world. Like where did you grow up? Mm. You know, like I think we both have, we all have PTSD. Yeah, yeah, Because no one experiences like walking down the street and somebody just yelling at you and throwing a bottle at you or whatever. shit. And And we have so many stories like that. Yeah. Where you just chilling and minding your own business and a car full of guys just pull up and then run up to you and start hassling you harassing you or someone just wants to have fun and punch you or whatever i hated that shit yeah i mean that's i hated that shit dude it was so fuck you couldn't wear certain things yeah yeah yeah. you had to be very careful of like just how you were as a person like yeah. it's so stupid it, i just fucking hated that shit and you know i was a fucking nice kid so it just sucked i was like what the fuck just wearing shit right yeah. so we we have in the back of our minds like Oh, it's real. The threat is real. We could be a victim any day. Yeah. Um, because we've been victims, yeah. right? So that makes you kind of like worried that it's gonna happen again. So I don't know, like other people that grew up differently from us, like I always hear this. They'll be like, Why do people need a gun? Why do people need to even protect mm. themselves? Like it's not the Wild West anymore. Or like it usually comes from people that just never seen danger Mm. what i like about knowing self-defense though i think there's like this level of confidence that's inside where like 
when you know, like, let's say if you're a blue belt or whatever, right? You know, you can take out 90% of the world. Then I think it reduces your stress level. Yeah. Like when you're at the bar true. or even at Vegas and you see two dudes like, what, what are you trying to say, bro? Like when you, you can tell it's two insecure dudes yeah. just trying to like out chest puff each other. It's like two peacocks. Yeah. But if you know you can kick <laughs> someone's ass, it's like, Hey, just calm down. Like when you see yeah. like anytime like a UFC fighter get into an altercation and they catch it like world star style, it's always them. Hey, just relax. It's not a big deal. Cause they know if I want to fight this fool, I will kill him. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just, it would just reduce people's stress and like antsy level. If everyone just took a little bit That's of something. That's true. Cause when guys are like drunk and, and trying to show off, like they're always taking off their, sh it's a spectacle. But like when people are actually going to attack or fight, like it's never like that. I think if somebody tried to take off their shirt, if they were trying to fight me immediately, right when it goes above their face, I'm throwing shit at them. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking bottles just smashing on their head. I would just grab that shirt when it's on their face and just <laughs> start, start punching, punching them. Yeah. <laughs> people are fucking extra. I mean, because you, you don't go out as much anymore. Obviously, you have a kid. Yeah. You know, and everything, you know, you're, you just have so many businesses. But, but now it's cool because now I know like if someone wants to fuck with Taika, like... Like, and I've only just been taking like kickboxing for about yeah. a year and a half now, but I can confidently say I could probably kick like 70% of people's asses, you know? So it's, sure. it's cool to like know that if I need to protect Taika, that could happen. It's interesting because uh, I think it's as we get, as we've gotten older too, because we don't go out as much. Yeah. We're, we're away from a lot of those situations. But every time without fail, if I go to a club or a bar because of number one, like a college show or some friends are in town and they want to go. It's always there. There's always some kind of fucking asshole that yeah, wants to start all a fight. The time. It's it's a hundred percent of the time it's going to fucking happen. So it's about whether you go to that situation or not. Now I just refuse to go to like crazy bars. That's why I hate clubs, man. It's annoying. Everyone's trying to like I don't know, either one try to fuck you or fight you. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh when um I had a I had a cousin that came through and she wanted to go to like a, a popping club out in K Town. So we took her out in K Town and I literally just stood in line for a quick second and you just see a bunch of dudes staring at you and I'm like, I'm out of here. This is dumb. I, it makes me feel unsafe. I feel that's like some shit's true. gonna happen. Maybe that's why I only like it when I go overseas or somewhere different. Yeah. Like if if like I don't know, we were in Malaysia and then I was like, Yeah, let's go and then it was fun. Yeah. I mean, Have you ever yeah. witnessed gangster David Choi? Or heard any gangster <laughs> David Choi stories? Dude, I know I know a crazy David Choi story, dude. But I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things. I don't even sure if he fucking remembers. But then at the same time, I think so it's so funny because in, in a stand-up set, oh shit, popo baby. But in a stand-up set, I wanted to tell this David Choi story because yeah. number one, if you guys don't know David Choi, David Choi is fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. He's one of he the is. He's one of the funnest people to go out and hang yes. out with. Yeah. And, and he's so chill. Yeah. He's chill ass and he's fucking real as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Out of all the YouTube YouTubers that I've met that I thought would have been really well kept together. This fool is a disaster. And I <laughs> <laughs> but what's awesome is his persona is like squeaky clean. Yeah. I just play this folk but music he is and a I sing. Thug. Yeah, this fool one time. You know, I'm gonna just tell the story anyways. And if, <laughs> David, if you want me to take this down, I'm still not gonna do it. So, <laughs> so this one time we were out in K Town, right? And mind you, like David is a funny fucking dude. I love. I, every time I see this dude, I get really happy. But David was a little blasted. You know, Korean people, we drink. Everybody has fun. Yeah. But as when we're in K-Town, we're walking by, right? And there's this girl wearing this flannel shirt next to her boyfriend. And David's walking down. We're all drunk. And David goes, what's up, flannel shirt? And the dude goes, yo, what's up, man? You talking to my girl? He goes, I shit you not. This is what David... David goes from zero to 100. He goes, yeah, I'm talking to your girl, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> bro, bro. We all stop. We're like... 
that's not right, dude. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? And the guy looks at everybody else and he goes, "Did he just call me a bitch?" Because <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, right. Because one zero to hundred. Yeah, and then <laughs> David, out of nowhere, unnecessary, he goes, yeah, "I called you a bitch, bitch." Oh my and god! And the dude is still fucking confused, and he goes, "What do I do?" He goes, "Yo, did your friend just call me a bitch again?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> The dude's just like, and then, you know, Abe, Abe comes up and he just kind of grabs David away. And David's like 5'3", too, by the way. Feisty as fuck. Yeah. And then, it's always the short guys that get the everybody else in trouble. Dude, and then Abe kind of grabs him back and goes, yo, calm down. And as David's in a distance, he still goes, he still somehow managed to squeeze, what's up, bitch? <laughs> Off in the distance. And this dude gets fucking angry. He's getting mad now. He goes, yo, I'm going to fuck up your friend. And his girlfriend's trying to calm him down or whatever. <laughs> he should have done it earlier. Dude, what the fuck? And a brawl's about to go out. And I shit you not, one of his friends come, comes in, the guy's friend, comes up and he goes, yo, 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 chill, 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 chill. Cool, cool, cool. It's whatever. It's cool. It's cool. He tries to squash the beef. And as he squashes the beef, he comes to David. He goes, yo, David. Yo, I'm a big fan, man. Yo, can I get a picture real quick? <laughs> and he takes a selfie with David and he takes his fucking friend away. David's fucking wild, dude. Damn. I called you. Yeah, I called He's you. He's lucky bitch. that guy wasn't bitch. crazy. You know, I think I think he would have got swung at if it just didn't come out out of nowhere. And it was so funny. It was yeah. kind of funny because it was so unnecessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because David was in the wrong. He was like hitting on the dude's girlfriend as he's walking next to him. Yeah. And out of nowhere, he just goes. Yes. Oh, yes. It was up to your girl, bitch. Damn. Shit threw me off. Dude, David's fucking funny, man. Do you think? Uh, you know what? What do you think about all of this? Like YouTube people calling each other out for fights and stuff. Oh, I mean, definitely. You could. You you already know people are doing it because it's the hot thing to do. Yeah. I just think it's just a really dumb thing to do because you're actually going to get hit. Yeah. Some of these people, but they're they're planning it out. Don't like the the recent one with fucking Logan oh, Paul. They're, and all they're, that they're still doing them too. There's a few other kids that are going to box that are on yeah, YouTube because oh, they are. It makes money. Yeah. Wait, which ones are they? I don't know. I saw somebody training with a uh, Roy Roy Jones Jones Jr. It was another youtube kid that's gonna box or some shit wow how do they have access to these people i don't well they got money oh they got mad money you you, you think these fucking um huge boxing stars are gonna say no if they're gonna charge them like 400 500 bucks a session yeah yeah they're not gonna say they don't give a fuck they're just gonna train them they know yeah. they're gonna get their ass beat that's why i didn't really care to watch the logan paul and the ksi one just because i like boxing as a sport yeah right i'm not there to watch some low-level amateurs fight not to say that they could have fucked somebody up for sure if they're just if they're just in the middle of the street those two will fuck somebody up yeah but if i'm trying to watch a boxing event i'm not gonna watch two low-level amateurs fight so but don't you want to see them get hit in the face i would want them to get hit in the face with somebody who can really do damage to them oh you know what yeah, i mean because yeah, yeah. those two weren't going to do much damage to each other it's all planned that's what that's what i want people to wail on each other yeah like they hate each other like it would and be that's great. what i i did I, I never saw that i mean for sure with logan paul too i mean the guy i think the guy wrestled in high school yeah that's I, what i heard yeah i think he wrestled in high school and he's yeah. a big dude man he's like yeah. six three or some shit like that yeah and that ksi kid's like taller than me he's like six one six two or some shit but yeah there's some big beefy dudes so if you see them fight they'll, they will crack each other but when i saw a little clip of them fight i was like this is the worst fight i've ever seen in my life it was just it wasn't entertaining if someone challenged you you think you would fight them it depends on who it is it depends on who it is and how long i have time to train oh so, oh, so you would actually entertain if, the if idea I can make, if i could just make, boxing or kickboxing or anything i would do kickboxing uh, if I if I would I would do kickboxing I'd have to know who it is We have to be around the same weight We would have to be the same weight We'll do it by weight class And then on top Most of that Most likely you're heavier than them I know <laughs> And I would like to I would like to I need to train though So I, I would literally drop it. You know how my personality yeah, is yeah, I would yeah, drop yeah, yeah. everything To oh, win shit I would drop everything Move to Thailand for two months who It would have to be amateur rules So we need headgear and shin guards though Oh Who would you fuck. fight? 
I don't know. Somebody no? I really <laughs> You know who I find. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but you don't even need to train for that. Yeah, that's, ah. that's different. Um, but it would it would be fun. I mean, I would prefer to fight somebody that I like, though. Because I want it to be... I want like competitive? Competitive. You want to fight someone you like? Or somebody that I just don't have any emotions for. I want to fight mm. someone I hate. Because if I want to fight somebody... <laughs> If we could just fight somebody we hate, we could just meet up and just duke it out. Oh, right, right. You know? Yeah, like, knock on the, the rules. door. Yeah, we'll yeah, knock yeah. on the door. We'll have some shit. I'll take a rock and I'll smash your face open. Yeah. <laughs> Ghetto style. Yeah, yeah. But if it's... Peacemaker style. Yeah, peacemaker <laughs> style. But if it was something where it was like competitive, it would be nice. It would be somebody that I could fight that I know like loves the sport as much as I love the sport. And then we could see where we go from there. And it would be kind of nice to clash and see what happens. Yeah. Um. But number one, I won't be able to because Mary will never, ever let me. Mm. I think it's like she – so Mariel, what people don't know about Mariel, she hates violence of any sort. What does she consider violence? Is football violence to her? Because my dad can't even watch football. Oh, oh really? your dad doesn't she like football? She can watch football. I mean yeah. she can watch MMA here and there. Yeah. But when she sees violence in the like in front of her face, she fucking hates it. So when we used to get into fights back in the day, like arguments, and I would raise my voice and yell, it would actually like lightweight scare her. A bit because she would see that a lot from her dad when she oh. was younger. So her dad, you know, just a Korean parent, just being really loud and yeah. breaking shit in the house, which is very Asian. Yeah, she hates seeing that shit. So when she sees that, it actually scares her. So if she sees me even doing Muay Thai and then we do something too serious, she fucking hates it. She doesn't want to see that side of you. She doesn't like it either. Like she when she when she saw me get super angry once, it, it almost made her want to break break up with. Oh me. shit. So like that's one of those things that I don't really want to gamble with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if it's like okay, well. It's one thing, but for forever in the rest of her life, she will remember that one time I went in and I got my face bashed in, and it's gonna fuck with her head a lot. Then you gotta do another one to redeem yourself, <laughs> or you win, or or I win. I just knock the person out. But yeah. then, you know, but you guys already know what it takes to be a fighter, and I don't know if I had that. It mental takes discipline. a lot. It takes a lot, yeah. man. Because it's not even just the whole you know drilling and training constantly, getting enough hands to get in th- into that ring to fight. There's the conditioning part of it, right? Yeah. And after your conditioning, you gotta get proper sleep, proper training. How many how many how many times are you? reviewing what you're doing it's just cyclical over over and over and it's over. a full-time job and even then you're still not ready yeah, yeah so it's, it's a full-time like, job because you're gonna fight i want to i really want to but it's I, a bucket I, list yeah it's a bucket list thing but then i keep going back and forth like there's a side of me that's like oh it's a bucket list thing you really want to do it and then like and it what i like about fighting it, it's kind of like the culmination of Everything I like about athletics and sports, like you have to do your strength and conditioning. You have to run and do your road work. You have to do the yeah. drilling and the technique. You have to do the sparring and get the sparring in. Like there's a lot of aspects that you have to train. And so I really like that. But then the other side of me that kind of scares me a little bit is like there's all this head trauma people with CTE. Oh, for sure. And then I'm like, I'm a business owner. I'm a dad. Do I really need to have CTE and trauma to the head? Is that the mm-hmm. smartest thing for me to do just for a bucket list? So I keep like I I probably debate myself like every single day about it. Like if I once I get into jujitsu, jujitsu uh, tournaments for sure is a no brainer because you can go a hundred percent with someone, yeah, and no one's gonna get hurt. But like in sparring, like we can go f- say fifty percent and you the, still get hurt. And randomly, someone throws a thing or throws a whatever, and Crack. then yeah, it just you're like, oh shit, that really like jogged my brain up a little bit, and I don't know if I need that right now. The, the whole fighting aspect, too, I think it's it, it's become really glorified. And, you know, I think we've what I found out, too, just training a lot. There's a lot of people who think they're good, but they're actually not. They're not. And those are the ones you want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> they are not fucking good. And it's pretty terrible. So when I like um, I went to a fucking spar at a different gym 
just because this was when we first started doing kickboxing with Nick. And it was just to have fun because my friend invited me out. So we went out and then we were just doing light sparring. But there's even this thing of like people when they light spar, everybody's definition of light sparring is different too. This dude fucking cracked me in my fucking jaw. And mind you, no yeah. mouthpiece, no nothing. There's usually guys with too much ego. Yeah. That, that I don't like sparring outside of my friends. Yeah, because, you know, there's just certain level of control. And, you know, the guy cracks me. I get fucking angry. And I just yeah. hack his leg with a fucking low kick. I fucking hacked his leg as hard as I could. And even that, I didn't feel good about it. But... What you know, it just it kind of escalates to a place that you don't want it to go to. Yeah, yeah. So you just never know. I mean, what if that guy knocked out my teeth? What if my mouth was open and I clacked my teeth? He would have knocked my teeth out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like that shit. It happens. You're gonna fight though. What do you mean? You you know for sure? I know for sure you're gonna fight. How do you know? Because I feel like it's a bucket list thing, and I feel like you you're gonna need to check that out. <laughs> Maybe. I think we'll you are see. gonna fight. I did tell Ron, um, who's my Muay Thai coach. I was like, when I tell you I'm ready. Just sign me up because I don't want to deal with the anxiety. Because even with like powerlifting mm. meets, when I know. But what I'm if eight, you're on, we're going on vacation or something? I don't know. I just told him, just sign. Maybe <laughs> I'll just back out. But like, even with powerlifting meets, which is nonviolent, like when you have a big thing in front of yeah. you, and you're eight weeks out, seven weeks out, six weeks out, like it, there's a lot of anxiety that goes through. And I don't really like that feeling. So the anticipation, right, of yeah, the unknown? Yeah, it yeah. kills you. So I'm like, I don't, I don't even, if I do a fight, I would just start doing my road work, start doing all that stuff. Once I get my weight down and I feel good, I'm like, hey, Ron, just sign me up at any time. It could literally be, hey, I signed you up tomorrow and I'll do it. I would feel Damn. better to do that than, because I remember when we had our belt test. Yeah. I knew our belt test was that weekend and that whole week, like my, every time I thought about it, my heart would oh, start like. Oh, shit. Like, well, me, it was fast. the day before. Oh, it was the day before. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to jack off tonight. That was my preparation I was I like, need the energy Yeah I'm gonna sleep early No video game Not gonna jack off And I was like in bed Tossing and turning From 10pm to like 1 Yeah I fucked up Cause uh, that day I drank Like 3 Red Bulls Oh and shit And so my heart Was going fucking crazy Wait, I think that's what drink 3 Red Bulls I thought I needed to get amped So I thought that I think that's why I fucked up so bad On my first fight With Ash Where I wasn't thinking properly And I was just Trying to get as amped as I could instead of being like like zen. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Your heart was probably racing like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's why I think like with fights, um, preferably I fight someone I don't know, and then I just keep it level headed. Because then I think when you fight with hate, you don't fight the that's right way. That's true. You don't. Yeah, you just you just fight be, dumb. It would be pretty awesome if you would just get that one and zero amateur record, and then people are like, "Oh, you fought an amateur fight. How come you didn't fight anymore?" And it's just I was too good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I just yeah, yeah. the level I was at as amateur, I just didn't need it anymore, man. Yeah, because right now you're an undefeated fighter. I'm undefeated. <laughs> I'm also undefeated too. For, for a year and a half, I've been undefeated, so it's pretty good. <laughs> you don't count your sparring. I don't count. No, no, that's, that's just spar- training. That's just training. That's just training. Yeah, dude, that video of Ron. So if you don't know who Ron Skolzing is, Ron is a pro MMA fighter and he trains Bart. There's a video of Ron knee checking your shin. It still hurts. It sounded like somebody Ow. dropped a bowling ball on on concrete. Yeah, it still hurts. And it's been probably three or four weeks now. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, there's a lump here still. It's it's light and it went away, but the minute Was it he by did, accident or it was just like that was what you were training for? Well, he that's just how you check a kick. So he was I threw an inside leg kick and he just knee turned check. his uh leg See, in. That's why I'm he, not coming back. And he, and he, and he, and he knee <laughs> I used to train with these guys every morning. I'm like, nope. Oh, that's okay. right. You did train with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and it was his wise idea. He was like, Hey, every now and then you gotta do no shin pads. So it was a no shin pads day. That's why. I'm like, that's tight. He's like, if you get used to no shin pads, 
Then when he put shin pads on, it's nothing. I'm like, all right, that's what Coach wants. And then he fucking shin checks me. I'm like, oh, fuck. You got to work your way up. I know. Just fucking do that shit never again, dude. Well, oh, shit. We're actually at the hour mark. Basically. That was fast. Ooh. Almost, yeah. Anyways, guys, that's the origin of the peacemakers. <laughs> you fucking maniac. Okay, well, you know what? If you guys didn't know, Bart actually has his own podcast called The Bailcast. Bailcast, yep. B-E-A-W cast. He actually has it with his wife, Gio, uh, which we'll bring her on here to talk her shit as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So where can they check The Bailcast at? Um, you can type in Bart and Geo on YouTube, or you could just type Bailcast on YouTube, and it's also on iTunes, so you could check that out. Yeah, everybody check out our damn podcast, man. It's going to be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. All of our stuff is on every audio platform out there. Yep. If you guys see it there, give us that five star and make sure that you guys interact with all of our videos. Write those comments. Say what's up. Hopefully, we'll put a clip of your guys's <laughs> fights on there. Of you just fucking pummeling the shit out of somebody's fucking face. But uh, yeah, everybody, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. And uh, peace out. Two to lose. Peace.